1: And again, there's, there's a tempo, there's a speed, all those things, but the first thing I need to do is make that connection. Now to summarize this, because I don't want to take way too much time here, I could do this exact same thing with 1 to 3, with 1 to 4, and dig these. 2 to 3, 2 to 4, and 3 to 4. And these are crucial because when you play guitar, most of the time people spend time on strength of these two fingers
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or the first finger with any combination. When you get to these guys, this is where everybody starts suffering. When you get to these guys, this is where awful things start happening. (laughs) These aren't developed enough. you always want to grab your guitar and go. (laughs) Okay. I'm done. Right. You want to be able to get into the, the thick of the ugliness of some of these or or Ooh, you see
2: that it's, hard. It's
1: learning how to do those things and again i 'm not focusing on speed at this point what i 'm focusing on is synchronicity, and I saw some people even mention this it's left and right hand synchronicity the way I think about this and we I talk about this in the in the guitar course but For me, my left hand is my fretting hand. My right hand is my picking hand. If you play swapped over on the guitar, then it would be different for you. But I have to develop strength and stamina and speed through legato exercises with my left hand. Mm -hmm. I have to develop the availability of being able to pick, alternate pick, down pick, sweep, whatever it is, hybrid pick, economy pick, whatever it might be with this hand. And then I've got to learn how to meet these two in the middle and make it work. That's Mm. what playing is all about. So it's not just picking. You might be able to pick incredibly fast, but if this hand isn't strong enough to keep up, it's not going to make any difference. So it isn't always just about speed. It's also about connectivity, which I keep talking about during this this thing, but it's important, okay? You've got to make a connection with your fingers to your pick to be able to do these sorts of things before you ever worry about how fast you're going to go. So those are really great two finger exercises that you can do that aren't, overly complicating they don't have to be fast and i know i'm kind of running through it but i don't we don't want to be here for three hours so um but understand that those are your exercises one two one three one four and then i just set my middle finger down you could you know go to whatever fret you want but two three two four and then three four and you just practice all those mm. that stuff will set you up for three three finger exercises and that stuff will set you up for four finger exercises, because three fingers are just co- two combinations of two. Four fingers are just three combinations of, of two, right? That's what you're doing every time. So the more you develop the independence in all of those fingers, you know, I'll do a lot of things where I play, you know, if you're playing diatonic scales, for instance. Right? When you play stuff like that, you're playing groups of two. Right? That's how all this stuff works. So, I've got to develop these finger combinations for them to be able to work individually, let alone collectively when I start putting them together.
0: It's awesome stuff, man. (laughs) Guys, today we're talking about picking perfection. And it's an essential technique that you absolutely need to know. Uh, Picking will help you in every aspect of your playing. And it doesn't matter if you play acoustic or electric or blues or rock or anything in between. Picking is something that every guitar player needs to know. Um, If you're just now joining us, guys, thank you for being here and welcome. Let us know where you're from. Uh, We're about halfway through, a little over halfway through right now. Steve, I was wondering if we could take a minute and maybe answer some questions that people may have. Hopefully, we've got some. um, Let me just check real quick to see how they're doing. Oh, my goodness. We have a lot of questions. So. So, guys, look, we're going to try to answer as many of these as we can. Uh, if you're on Facebook or you're on uh, YouTube or some other platform and you're watching this, just post your question right there wherever you are in the comment section. Um, also, if you're joining us late and you're like, man, I can't believe I missed half of this, don't worry. We're going to take all of these videos for you and put them on the Guitar Zoom channel uh, in a nice, tidy playlist. And it'll be called something like Essential Techniques. And uh, but right now we are live. So please answer or, or ask us any questions that you have regarding picking. That would be awesome. And, uh, and if you'd like to learn uh, this style, this, uh, this technique that Steve's talking about here, uh, stick with us until the end. We're gonna, this whole entire thing today is about picking. If you want to learn it even faster, check out Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques. It's available at GuitarZoom. Steve, if you if you could, before we go into the questions, uh, do you mind if I share your mind map of, of how you create courses with people? Sure. Do I have... This is going to be cool, guys. This is actually the behind-the-scenes stuff that we really don't share with folks very much. Uh, how do I do that? Share screen? Okay. So when Steve actually creates... Uh... Steve, let me know if you can see the mind map.
1: Um, hold on a second here. I can't hear you then. I'm not sure why.
0: (laughs) I see like a million of me going everywhere. Let me unshare that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why that.
0: If I click, let's see, let me try again. Share. Did that work? Can you see it? No. There it is. You see it now? I do see it, yeah. Guys, if you can see the the screen share that I'm sharing with you right now, this mind map that Steve created on this, all these essential techniques, just put like yes in the comment or something. Just make sure we're good. Uh, but anyway, I was going to show you, this is the mind map that Steve actually sits down and creates his process for creating courses for you. You can see this is actually created before we even named this this new course is just called technique 2020. We knew it was going to come out this year at some point didn't know when the title of the course is essential techniques. If you take a look at this, this is the way that that kind of Steve's brain works. So we're actually looking at the way Steve Stein's brain works when he's planning out an entire course. So he's got this intro discussion. He's got guitar and setup and uh, and your amp set setup. The, then he jumps into chords open chords, power chords, bar chords, then he goes into strumming and rhythm. And actually the first workshop that we did was on rhythm. So if you if you missed that one, just go to the playlist on YouTube or into the Facebook group, and you'll be able to see that all the different strumming techniques. Today, we're actually talking about picking. And that's this section down here. And if you can see, when he was talking about the three minute exercise, remember we just covered that, the three minute exercise on the down picking only, that's right here, you'll see that one. There's also a 30 second exercise, a 60 second exercise, developing consistency. And then there's this whole, this is just down picking. And then he did talk about alternate picking, um, all these different harmonics and string deadening and funk strumming. There's a fret hand development in this course um then there's some other things like for example i think it's huge it's six and a half hours long there's vibrato the there's whole section of vibrato this whole section on bends whole bends half bends three frets blues unison harmony pre-bends and ghost bends double pumps etc
1: there is a part on speed picking somebody asked so
0: okay cool hand synchronization so legato versus staccato uh, picking through cha- uh, string changes, economy picking basic speed pick- picking fundamentals. Then there's a whole entire section j- just on slides. Uh, then arpeggios, then string skipping, octaves, two-hand tapping, a whole section on tapping. Look at all that. And then harmonics, natural harmonics, artificial harmonics, pinch harmonics, dynamic tools, um, guitar tone tools, sound effects, finger picking, hybrid picking, capo, you guys get the idea this thing is massive it's called essential techniques and it's available at guitar zoom and it's on sale right now you'd like to go check that out steve can we get to some uh, to some um to some questions are you up for that my friend
1: uh, absolutely i'm just not sure why that's so weird yeah i'm, I'm up for questions for sure
0: <laughs> okay guys if you have any questions please post them and let us know please give it keep it to uh picking and we'll do our best to get to those All right, Steve, here we go, man. There is a massive amount of questions on here. I'm just going to start at the top and to see if we can uh, rapid fire some of these. So Gary says, oh no, I'm sorry, Greg. Greg says, string gauge versus picking speed. I guess you know what that means?
1: absolutely yeah okay i mean you have to the most important thing is an understanding that you don't spend all of your time just speed picking right the the strings have to be responsive to the chords you're playing all kinds of different things as well but you got to find a balance so i like really thin guitar strings but if i get them too thin it's hard for me to speed pick because the, the the string becomes too flexible so i usually have to bump up like a half size from there to do my speed picking so um it does make a difference for sure. So you want to practice all your things. Don't just don't just go to a, a thicker gauge string just for your speed picking. Make sure, you know, especially like bending and things like that, that you're able to comfortably do all of your manipulation of bends and vibrato and stuff like that at the at the thickness of of string you're looking for.
0: Mm, nice, Bob from the UK says, how to practice speed picking.
1: Uh, well, there's a bunch of different ways, but obviously developing that alternate picking like we talked about is huge. But one thing you can do, speed picking generally relies on three note per string patterns. So just super quick one you can do that. I, it's a Paul Gilbert staple that every shredder on the planet has learned, including myself, which is you go go anywhere on the guitar, but let's just go to the 12th fret I'm going to play 12, 13, and 15 with my first middle and pinky. Alternate picking. And then I go to the 12th fret of the first string with an upstroke, so I'm going down, up, down, up. Again, just down, alternate picking the whole time. And then I go backwards. And you learn to develop that technique because when you play scales, that's what you're playing, Oftentimes, it's three note per string. And if you can train your hand to simply do alternate picking the whole time, it doesn't care whether it's starting a string on a down or an up because you train yourself to simply move your pick back and forth.
0: Nice. Chris Sherwood says, what about keeping fingers from touching other strings?
1: Well, sometimes you want that to happen and sometimes you don't. Like if I'm playing and I'm I'm soloing... (laughs) Okay, I often want to touch all those other strings because I want to deaden them out so they're not making noise when I'm playing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, If you're touching other strings, like, for instance, when you're playing a chord or something, you've got to think about the angle of your wrist, the angle of your elbow and your shoulder right, to be able to get that, even the, the, the angle that your guitar is at, whether it's up or out. Right? Those sorts of things to find a way that feels most comfortable so you're missing the strings that you don't want to touch. Like if I'm gonna play something like that, let's say I'm playing I'm playing five, seven, nine, and then open. You know, I can't be at this angle, I'd be touching everything. I've got to turn under to be able to give myself room to be able to reach it. Makes sense.
0: Martin says, Steve, do you consider the material used for the pick, nylon, Tortex, etc.? I judge it. Does it change the sound?
1: It definitely changes the sound. I don't pay a lot of attention to that, to be honest with you. Um, but it does. I find the most important thing for me is finding a pick that feels good and is very, um, responsive to the way that I like to pick. And the, material that it's made out of really wouldn't make that much difference to me personally but does it make a difference absolutely i'm just lazy in that department because for me everything comes down to how it feels more so than like when i buy a guitar i don't even pay attention to what the the body is made out of or something it's just if it feels good i'm in and that's that's kind of always been my thing but do they make a difference yes
0: awesome Andy Lopez says, what gauge strings do you recommend for beginners to intermediate as they strengthen picking and other techniques?
1: Well, I think a good place is and everybody's different, but I mean, obviously a good place to start if you're tuned standard is just start with a standard old nine gauge string. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to go thicker, like, I'm only five foot two, so I'm I'm not I don't play the the game of trying to use eleven gauge strings and all that kind of stuff. I just want to enjoy myself. I just want to <laughs> enjoy playing eleven gauge. Um, but but awesome. you know, like I had a student um, in my guitar classes that he's like six foot seven. He's a big mm, guy. Yeah. He probably doesn't have nine gauge strings on anything right. because ten or ten and a half is probably probably feels like a nine to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody's different that way, but. You know, If you're just an average-sized person, you know I think nines are a good place to begin. And then try things. I always tell people, keep the wrapper of the strings that you bought. So next time you go in, if you think, I'm going to try something heavier, you know what you bought. You know the brand. You know the gauge. You know everything about it. And you can just go into your guitar store and go, these are what I had last time. I'd like to try something a little bit heavier. And they Got give it. you something. You go home. You try it and go, I love these or I hate these. And if you hate them, go back to what you had before or try something else. It's a journey. I
0: love it. Matt says my natural tendency is to hold my pick with my middle finger is that a bad habit
1: well again you need to work with what works best for you but for me I use these other fingers for stuff whether it's switching my uh, toggle switch whether it's rolling my volume whether it's hybrid picking using my pick and my middle finger at the same time when I play those are crucial if I was holding it like this I don't have that finger available anymore and I don't know what I would do with that finger You know, so, you know, and that's the same thing with people that say, well, can I use, you know, can I put all my fingers on there at the same time or or whatever? Again, whatever works for you, but understand that the, the more you grip, the tighter you do this, the less you're relaxing and the less fingers you have available for other things that you might be using those for.
0: Got it. Uh, here's one, Steve. Anything I can do to practice picking accuracy without my guitar in my hand? I'm at work most of the day.
1: Um, well, there's a couple things you can do. I keep looking around because it used to be in my room, but it must be upstairs in my suitcase. But I have this little thing called a, um, a shred neck. It's about that big. And I bring it on airplanes and different stuff like that. And I use that to practice with when I do my alternate picking or when I do my legato stuff. Um you know, different things like that, it, it, it helps more than nothing, like, you know, just sure. sitting around, you know, trying to do things like this, you know, that's more for strength and flexibility and things like that, that you can do when you're not, when you don't have something with you to practice. Um, from a technical perspective, like actual picking and things, you know, you can work on stuff like this, but if you didn't have something with, for me, that's when I'd work on visualization of, of my fretboard, a scale on my fretboard, or theory, Like, if I don't have something with me, those are things that I really love to work on is I'll just take a piece of paper that's got, you know, some mode written out on it, and I'll just sit and study it. Or I'll listen to a song, and I'll sit and analyze it. Like, that kind of stuff is stuff I do when my guitar is in my hands.
0: Nice. Lane says, do you recommend anchoring your middle or ring finger or both on the scratch plate? I,
1: I, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but if it happens naturally for you, then that's... Th- that's, that's what I do. I don't, I don't float like a lot of people do. I don't float. I have a tendency to stabilize with my pinky or with my third finger. They kind of trade off depending on which string I'm on. Um, but I, I do that, but I, I have a lot of friends that don't do that. So I think, again, it depends on what feels best
0: to you. Got it. Uh, Matthew says, will see be covering the technique of picking while also finger-picking with middle and ring fingers? So I think the question is, do you cover finger-picking in the Essential Techniques course?
1: Well, I, I cover finger-picking, but what he's talking about is hybrid-picking with two fingers along with the Oh, pick.
0: okay. Gotcha.
1: And I, I talk about hybrid-picking with the middle finger, but not with the middle and the third finger, just the middle finger. Most of the players that I I um, I watch and things like that, they have a tendency of using the new modern way of of playing with that middle finger along with a pick. But we do talk about finger picking as well in the course.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, Oh, this is a good one. Aaron Henderson says, uh, what is your recommended beats per minute for initially starting with a metronome? 60, 30? Well, I wouldn't go way too slow. I mean, if you go so slow that you can't feel it, it
1: becomes really hard, right? If I was to go to, let's say I go to 80. I go... Now remember, you're trying to click two. Dun. So you always want to feel a reaction. It's like throwing a ball and having a, it come back to you. You know, 60 60's fine. When you start getting down to 30 and things like that, it's really slow. And understand the first thing you have to do is you have to make sense in your head of what the tempo was trying to tell you. Before you ever grab your guitar and your guitar pick and start playing, you need to hear that action reaction of that, what we call eighth notes. Click, click, dun, 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 dun. And you've got to make a connection to it. Grabbing your guitar is not going to help that. It's got to be a concentration thing. You've got to hear it and even visualize it. And then you grab your guitar and you start, start playing along.
0: If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are 3 memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to GuitarZoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
1: But again, even that takes time. Just learning how to play and hear at the same time, separating your your thought process to be able to uh, act and react at the same time, Takes, it takes time
0: awesome Steve there's a the question um, I hope isn't he says I hope it ain't shameful to ask but I still don't know how to hold a pick correctly would you please demonstrate it sure I think a lot of people don't and again so I, can,
1: I can only no shame do in it that best as I can but basically if you think about it if I was pointing at you and I put the pick on my finger and I was pointing the pick towards you so I'm pointing at you and the pick is pointing pointing toward you right? And then I turn that pick. I turn my finger in my pick. I'm just holding it on top so it doesn't fall. But I turn the pick and grab on. That's basically how I hold a pick. I hold the pick with very little pick sticking out the end of the pick. I don't hold the pick in the center. Okay? If you use, like I saw a couple people mention Jazz 3, if you use something small like a Dunlop Jazz 3, then I'm holding it mostly in the center because the pick is smaller.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but I have smaller hands. If I grab a regular size pick, like these are, are picks that I use and they're, a, they're a little bit bigger size. I've actually learned over the years to kind of, I used to use jazz threes for years for 15 years. I use jazz threes exclusively on the road and everything. And then I kind of went back to a larger size pick, not a real big one, but just kind of a medium size pick. And I tend to grip closer to the end of the pick, but I do it by again, pointing the pick toward you, pointing the finger toward you and then grabbing on top. And then I'm, ready to go. I'm just grabbing tw- closer to that tip of the pick.
0: Awesome. I'm totally going to butcher this person's name, but I'm going to try. It's Aftab Latif. He says, I just purchased your course. Looking forward to start practicing. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your guys' support and your support in particular. I do want to uh, mention, guys, if you decide to get Steve's new course, Essential Techniques, it's at guitarzoom.com. Please come back and tell us what's the one thing that you want to learn from it. Why did you decide to invest uh, in the course? And and what's the one thing that you want to get from it? Uh, Because it just takes one big aha and it makes it totally worth it. You know what I mean? We're covering just one section of this thing, which is picking technique today. Uh, But there's lots of other topics in the Essential Techniques course. Um, Let's see. Hey, Steve, have you found it better to use wrist more? I'm sorry. David says, have you, Steve, found it better to use wrist more for fast, accurate down picking.
1: Yes, for me, yes. It's different for everybody, but for me, it's very much, it's like this. It's not this. Got it. it um I don't know if you can see the screen, but I, just real quick, um, I, feel, I have uh, Harshada's uh, message on here. It says, I feel demotivated nowadays in playing guitar even though it's lockdown going on and we have plenty of free time to play. It, I couldn't stress more How important it is, regardless of what's going on in your world, to stay motivated. Mm. The thing about technique and all the stuff that we're talking about is these things are essential, okay? But balance these things out with things that excite you, things that inspire you. Maybe it's writing a song. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if everybody's going to hear it, right? have fun. Remember why you grabbed the guitar in the first place. Mm. Keep reminding you, especially when you get older like me, right? Remind yourself Mm. why you grabbed the guitar in the first place. Stay motivated. Maybe learn a song. It doesn't matter whether it's a hard song or it fits into whatever. Try and throw those parameters away once in a while and just remember to enjoy yourself a little bit. You've got to stay motivated. Maybe motivated means listening to a new style of music or a new album by an artist that you like. Or maybe it's trying out a different style of music that you've never done before. Or maybe it's not even playing guitar. Maybe it's just watching some videos or a concert of something that, you know, I mean, with Van Halen's passing, it's, it's been so tragic, yet so many of us have gone back and went, man, that was good stuff, right? It was good stuff. And you look up a concert from, you know, 1985, right? <laughs> on YouTube and you're watching it, and you're like, man, it's good stuff. That's inspiring to me. You know, think about those things.
0: Jamie uh, Williams says how to strengthen the third and fourth finger Steve I think I'm just gonna turn that back over to you guys uh, we already covered this exact same thing the only reason I'm bringing this up in case some of you may have uh, joined us a little bit late please we're actually live right now so obviously we can't go back in time but at some point these sessions that we're currently doing for you this workshop on techniques is going to be available on the YouTube channel in a nice, neat playlist for you, so you can go back and watch the entire thing. But we covered this exact question just a little bit earlier in here. Maybe Steve will show you the shortened version of it, or do you, want to, or, or not, Steve?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was reading another question. I'm going to get into what what is just the how, to,
0: how to strengthen how to strengthen the third and fourth fingers basically well, your, again, your finger exercise
1: thing, right? This is a legato thing, but a, a great way of strengthening your third and fourth fingers is to do legato exercises. <laughs> And again, we go into all great detail in the course on on how to do that. But you start learning to develop independent fingers: one, two, one, three, one, four, two, three, two, four, three, four. And then you use three combinations, like you might be doing one, three, four. But strength doesn't come from picking. Strength in the picking hand comes from picking. But strength doesn't strength doesn't happen because you're doing. Finger exercises with synchronization. Strength comes from legato exercises. Mm. That's where your strength comes from. That's why you develop this hand and you develop this hand. Once you've developed those, they can come together and start working together. But if you're struggling with strength with your third and fourth fingers, it's not just going to go away because you're adding a pick in, right? Mm -hmm. It might soften the blow a little bit because the pick is able to kind of do some of the work. But the more you strengthen those fingers, the easier the whole process is going to be.
0: Yeah, the, there's an actual, I'm looking at the mind map, which I shared a little bit earlier uh, that Steve created uh, that he used to develop the course. There's an entire section just called legato techniques. So it addresses that exact thing that you're talking about right there. So if you're having a problem with that, essential techniques, the course will definitely address that. Joey uh, Joey says, when I do alternate picking fast, the pick sometimes sticks on a string how to overcome that? Well,
1: uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. That's a, that's a very common thing. You might think about your pick angle, your down up ping, pick angle, right? Like, let's say I'm doing three note per string, for instance, okay? So I'm just gonna be in A major here. So if I was to angle the pick downward like this, understand when I do down, up, down, When I finish that down, the pick is already sunk into the guitar. Right? So now if I need to start with an up, I need to pull it back out to get on that up. And that's oftentimes where you'll get stuck. If I angle the pick upward, it's free. So I can do that up. So a lot of times the pick angle is going to make a difference on whether or not the pick is free to move to the next string or whether it gets stuck. Now... For those of you that know what economy picking is, if I angle it down, this is a nice thing when you're economy picking, because I can go down, up, down, down, and push through. And there's a lot of players that do that where they economy pick. So it's down, up, down, down, up, down, down, up, down. If I was to do this upward, that's not going to work. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip, I'm going to jump over if I do that. So the angle of the pick is relative to the way that you're trying to pick. So think about that a little bit.
0: Love it. Al Key says, can you comment on fretting hand wrist angle on low frets versus upper frets?
1: Fretting hand wrist angle on low frets versus upper frets. Yeah. Um, Well, the angle is usually pretty pretty brutal when it's down here, especially when you're short like me, right? Um, And you're playing. When you move up, you know, I don't know that the angle, I suppose it does, but... I don't really know how to answer that. When I move up here and start playing, the angle is entirely different because my hand is at an entirely different angle to begin with, right? Where when I'm down here, I'm sitting more at this sort of angle to reach this. When Mm I come up here, I'm sitting now at this angle to reach these things. Right. So, you know, the one thing I will say is be sure you've got some space here if needed to be able to get up in here to be able to play. If you sit playing like this, it's hard to get up in there and you run into your body, Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really know what I, I could say about the wrist because my wrist is constantly changing. Even if I'm sitting here and I'm playing like this and then I go into a chord and then I, I go into a blues thing, my wrist comes up. So my wrist is constantly in motion no matter what it is I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, good. Thank you, Steve. Question from Lorraine. She says, do you have instructions for acoustic guitar or would this course apply? In other words, I think... If I'm an acoustic-only player with well, essential techniques, again, would this there, course are, there,
1: are, me? there are a lot of elements out of this course that would be acoustic-only. Um, or, excuse me, a, a lot of these things that would apply to both acoustic and electric. But there are some things that I think would probably be more specific to electric just because the style that it is. Um, but for me, when I grab an acoustic guitar, I play it the same way I play an electric guitar. There's just certain things I can't do on an acoustic guitar because I'm not good enough, right? Where I do them on electric, they feel better. But when I grab an acoustic, I don't really, I don't grab an acoustic guitar and play differently than I do on an electric guitar, other than the fact that they feel different. And there are some limitations on the acoustic for me, simply because I use, you know, I'm a rock guy, so I tend to use a little distortion, things like that. Um, but there's the majority of the course would be good for anybody,
0: for sure. hmm Peter says, I've been playing since the 90s when strict alt- strict alternate picking was all the craze. I find it difficult to revert to economy picking. This becomes problematic when incorporating sweeps. Any advice?
1: Well, there's two ways you can go with this. Number one, you either don't change what you're doing and let me just explain this. When I was a kid, everything was legato picking because that's what people did back in the 80s, right? It was a lot of legato until like Malmsteen and you know, Paul Gilbert and stuff came out. There was a lot of legato stuff. I was a big Iron Maiden fan. So Dave Murray and Adrian Smith would do a lot of legato. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Randy Rhodes, all those kind of things. Um, and then when alternate picking became a big deal, I had to relearn how to play. Now my playing is very much a trade off between the two. I don't do one, I, it all happens kind of subconsciously, right? but i don't i don't spend more time i don't here's how i should say this i don't make myself feel bad because i'm legato when somebody else is finger pick, or somebody else is picking right so let's just get that out of the way the second thing is is if you want to learn how to do sweeping other than the fact of doing a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs you just got to get in there and grind you got to get in there and you have to you just have to start learning how to do it even though you do a lot of alternate picking You just have to practice. And the easiest way to do that with sweeping is start small. You know, just start with a... Just a two-finger thing. And then... You know, just start developing small little elements before you start worrying about big sweeps and things like that.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Guys, we are bumping up on uh, over an hour now. uh, And still, we have everybody's still hanging with us so apparently you guys are into this which is super cool for me and i think for steve too before we go on though because we do kind of try to keep these to an hour i want to know a couple of things one steve yeah how are you holding up man
1: well i've got i got somewhere i need to be in a little while i have
0: probably 10 minutes 10 minutes okay uh guys thank you so much for being here you're awesome We're going to hang out just for a few more minutes, give Steve a little buffer so he can get to where he needs to go. Uh, Steve, I want to thank you for being here, actually being live. We're doing this for the benefit of all of you. Our goal is to always provide, uh, whenever you show up to one of these things, the very best uh, instruction that we can and that you walk away with something that you can go and improve your playing with. And uh, regardless, if if you decide to invest in Steve's new course, Essential Techniques or not. We hope that you got value from this today. If you did, can you please let us know what's one thing that you got from today's session? Just post that. It would be super cool. Uh, just let us know if there's one thing that you got that would be really refreshing. Steve and I will go back and take a look at all your comments. I know we didn't get to all the questions. Um, we did as many as we could, I think. Um but remember, if you came late or for any reason you didn't get to see the beginning one or if you missed the previous one, we're going to put all of these for you on the Guitar Zoom YouTube channel and a nice playlist for you. You can go there and check it out. Everything we talked about today is from uh, Steve's new course. It's called Essential Techniques. It's available at GuitarZoom.com. It re- is applicable to you whether you like blues, rock, country, acoustic, electric, anything in between. There are just certain techniques that you need to know as a guitar player to become a better guitar player. And let's face it, the better you are, the more fun it is to play. <laughs> so, Steve, I want to thank you again. I also want to let you guys know we're going to do another one of these on uh, Friday. Yes? Pretty sure? Friday, yep. Yep. Yeah, Friday. Friday's coming up. Uh, The guys posted the topics, which I can't find right now because there are so many questions. But anyway, it's going to be a super cool thing. Do you know what the next session is, Steve? I don't even know.
1: Uh, I think the next section was either songs or soloing. It's one, I don't remember which one it is. Okay.
0: Well, it's it'll be on technique. That's what we know. Uh, And... Thanks again, guys, and thank you for all of you who already uh, invested in the course. really appreciate that. I I saw a bunch of comments. People said, hey, I already got this, and I'm ready to learn this particular thing. I can't wait to get started. Again, guys, it's on sale right now. Essential Techniques, available at guitarzoom.com, along with a lot of fast action bonuses. So um, if you'd like to check that out and you're interested in technique and improving in that, this is the course for you. It is Steve's newest one of 2020, never before seen. Uh, and so we're all super excited for you, Steve. And thanks for putting it together for us. And thanks for working so hard on it. I know it was a labor of love, my friend.
1: Yeah, I I love teaching. I love when people learn. You know, i it's what I love most, actually.
0: You know... I'll just say this because I know Steve on a personal level as well. I'll just tell a quick story, Steve. I don't want to embarrass you. Steve Stein is one of the most giving people I've ever been around in my life. And I'll give you one example. He and I met up in Los Angeles for the uh, National Association of Music and uh, Musicians for Nam.
1: Music Merchants.
0: Yep. Music Merchants. There you go. For Nam And uh, anyway, there's what, like 25,000 people there, I think it was anyway, it was a crazy amount of people. There's like multiple levels and there's all different. Um, every, every kind of uh musical instrument you can imagine. Every big brand is there. Steinway pianos had an entire floor. Gibson guitars had an entire floor almost. I mean, like everybody had their thing and Steven and, and I was there with Steven. <clears throat> I promise you we're walking the floor and we can't take three steps without someone saying, Steve. Steve Stein and like running over and saying, Hey dude, can we get a selfie with you? And Steve sat and took time to take a picture with each person to meet them, to greet them and to have a conversation with them. And literally, I think we walked maybe, you know, 15 meters in about an hour because we kept getting stopped, which was super cool for me to see because you and I don't get to be right next to each other in that environment. Uh, but once a year and um, I was just super impressed by that Stephen I think it speaks to your character and how much you actually do care about people which is just awesome and all of us love you and, and thank you
1: well I appreciate that I mean I I um I love the opportunity to be able to do this you know I I grew up teaching my whole life and then to be able to do it on a global scale is just more than I could ask so I appreciate that
0: yeah I don't know if you know this, but your five minute soloing a five minute video on YouTube is already over nine million views. <laughs> Every time I look at that thing, it's like, Whoa. well, and, and so that shows sometimes
1: like we overthink things. You know, Do what we, I said so, that just goes to show sometimes we overthink things.
0: That's absolutely because true. We better
1: focus in on smaller elements and and uh, and not try and confuse ourselves so much.
0: Yeah, well, people love that video, and people love all of this stuff. So. Thanks again, guys. It is an honor, a blessing, and a privilege to be with you. We will see you on Friday at the same time. Uh, anything else to add, Steve? No, I'm excited to uh, – I, I already got notes. I
1: just don't remember which one is coming this Friday, but I've been working on stuff to teach everybody, uh, whether it's songs or whether it's soloing. So. That's awesome.
0: I know you got to run, buddy. So, guys, we'll see you at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, on Friday, October 16th. Check out the new course, Essential Techniques by Steve Stein at guitarzoom.com. All right, guys, thanks again. See you Friday. See you guys Bye, take Steve. Care. Bye. Bye, my friend.
1: Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast.
0: Hey, cool. Can you How hear me, sir? Yeah, man, I can hear you. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: Good. Well, hopefully, we fix that little weird compression thing.
0: Yeah. Check one, two. Check, check, check.
1: Yeah, I can hear you fine.
0: Cool.
1: Well, if you're if you're joining us today, make sure that you say hello and let us know where you are
0: from. Hey, Edward. That'd be awesome. Yeah, guys, just. Um, hey, Viv. Viv, Edward. Yeah, let us know where you guys are from. Um, let us know one thing that you want to learn today, too. If you've got a burning question, go ahead and post that in there. We've got a couple of people standing by to help us organize all the questions. We're going to do a rapid-fire question-and-answer session at some point during today's workshop. Today is about playing songs and using those to develop your technique. Big Island of Hawaii. So, Hey, guys, if you're, if, as you're piling in here, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. My name is Dan Dinley. I'm the founder of GuitarZoom.com. And this is my good friend, Steve Stein. How are you, Steve? I am very good. How are you, Dan? Great, man. Super stoked to be here with you once again, sir. Guys, if you missed any of these workshops we're doing, uh, you can go check them out on a nice, tidy playlist at the YouTube channel for Guitar Zoom. So just go to YouTube and type Guitar Zoom, and the... Uh, Channel will pop up there. Click on that. Click on uh, playlists. And then this will be the techniques playlist there for you.
1: Hey, Steve Stein here from guitarzoom.com. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing.